1: We're still talking about inflation and the economy, and we bring in the dear friend and mentor, former Senator Phil Graham of Texas. He's presently a wow. visiting scholar at the American Enterprise Institute. And uh, first of all, Senator Graham, welcome. Appreciate it. As always, I want to read I you a headline word. from the Washington Examiner. White House talks up historic economy <laughs> as inflation-weary voters doubt Biden. He says it's all okay, and he blames big oil companies and big drug companies and Vladimir Putin. What do you think? Is he on target?
0: (laughs) Well, look, here's the big problem he has, in that his policies produce the problem. Uh, There was no possibility that we were going to increase government spending by 50% last year and not have inflation. It, it defied logic. Uh, uh, Democrat economists like uh, uh, Larry Summers came out as clearly as you can come out. say, if you do this, you're going to unleash an inflation, uh, which is going to have a large negative impact on the economy. But their problem is not only did their policies cause a problem but they desperately want to continue those policies. Mm. So what are you going to say? You're going to say, well, inflation is, is about to decline. It's temporary. I don't ever remember in the old days when I was working with President Reagan, I don't ever remember him predicting success. Uh, he understood that when you deliver success – the news is trumpeted. You don't have to talk about it. And the problem is when you keep saying that it's temporary and then the rate goes up, uh, it just create, it multiplies your problem. So their difficulty is their policies cause the problem, so they don't feel they can admit that. And secondly... They desperately want to continue to spend, even if it makes the problem worse.
1: You know, uh, Phil Grant, that's an important point, that last one. So Janet Yellen was up on the Hill last week. This didn't get much press coverage, and it should have. And she was up there defending uh, Biden's FY23 budget, which includes, Senator, includes – Build Back Better, oh, recently, recently priced out by the CBO to be about $5 trillion in spending. It also includes $3.5 trillion of tax hikes, Okay, corporate tax hikes, individual tax hikes, wealthy tax hikes, and international tax hikes. So she's up there defending the very same woke policies that have put us in this fix in the first place. I think that's remarkable.
0: Well, I tell you, I I try to be careful in that it's so tempting for people to say uh, things were better when I was there. But I I can say uh, with a totally clear conscience that I don't remember people saying things that were verifiably false um, in public policy debate. Uh, Even as late as 15, 10, 20 years ago, Mm. Uh, the idea that people will stand up and look the country in the face and say things that are preposterous (laughs) uh, is just unnerving to me. It's totally new. I'm sure I said a lot of things that turned out to be wrong. But I didn't say things that I knew were wrong when I said them. <laughs> and uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a sort of a level of discussion that's very discouraging for people that want to get serious about this thing. Inflation is easy to start. It's like a war. It's easy to start. It's very difficult to stop. And it's doing really a lot of damage to working people. You know, you walk in the grocery store, eggs are up 32 percent, chicken's up 17 percent, milk's up 16 percent. A can of tomato soup is up 14 percent. Hmm. This is a broad based inflation and it's hurting a lot of people. And real wages have fallen more since uh, Joe Biden put his hand on the Bible than <laughs> they fell during the Great Recession. Uh, it's, it's just extraordinary, the pain that is being imposed. And, of course, gas prices today over $5. The uh,
1: Bureau of Labor Statistics, which, of course, publishes the job numbers, it also publishes the CPI, as you know. So they also put out today, Phil, or yesterday, real, hour, real average hourly earnings minus 3% year-on-year Real average weekly earnings minus three point nine percent year on year, so it's a killer for the workforce
0: yeah twenty dollars and twenty five cents a reduction in pay in terms of purchasing power and look i I live on on the out in the country and when I go into town to go to the airport I'm riding along with all these people in their pickup. And they live 30 or 40 miles in town. They run a little cattle herd to supplement their income. They drive in and their pickups to work. You can imagine when they're filling up their tank and it costs over $100 to fill that tank up, uh, that it's, this is affecting real people and it's affecting their lives. What do you think about this
1: um, so-called solution from the Biden's? To uh, open up E15 ethanol gasoline, they believe that's going to uh, make gas gas cheaper and uh, is environmentally sound. I think it's exactly the reverse. But you know, we well, had look, these battles with ethanol
0: down through the years. And what, ethanol basically is made out of corn, and what's happened to corn prices? They're up. Mm-hmm. So you pay at the grocery store, not at the gas pump. Well. Maybe that helps politically, but it doesn't help working families and if you'll If you've ever watched when they've got a gas with lower ethanol in it at a station, people will buy it. High ethanol creates problems for you if you're keeping a vehicle a long time um, so that's no solution. The solution is to take his foot off the neck of the oil and gas industry. I just don't understand how you can go to Venezuela and to the Middle East and beg those people to produce more, and then you uh, you tell the oil and gas industry, look, we're going to put you out of business in eight years. So it don't carries. invest any money. Uh, it... Uh, And I think, again, the problem they've got is they know they're being hurt by gas prices. All over Texas, there are these little stickers on gas pumps with a picture of Biden pointing his (laughs) finger to the gas price meter (laughs) saying, I did this. And look, they know that's killing them. And it's all, oh, especially South Texas. And it's all over, and they know it's killing them, but why are they doing what they're doing? Because they're more afraid of the environmentalists not supporting them politically than they are Joe and Sarah Brown who are having a hard time making ends meet. That's the problem.
1: So Rick Perry on the air says instead of going to Venezuela, Instead of going to the Middle East, he, he wants a special envoy, a Biden special envoy to Midland, Texas, <laughs> to, to meet the oil and gas people, to declare a truce.
0: <laughs> I mean, well, all he's got to got to do is say, look, the country needs you to go back to work. We made a mistake here. Um you do your job, and, and I'll try to do a better job myself. That's all these guys do. They don't want anything except to be left alone. Uh, there's so many people in business that all they want the government to do is leave them alone. Um, but the problem is when you've got a political agenda, um, That's related to the environment. In a period like this, you just you're always working at cross purposes. Mm. Uh, You're all on inflation. uh, You know, it cries out uh, that we should adopt a pot. When you got thirty six percent of the prime work age people. And the bottom 20% of the income distribution in the country that are working. Uh, it cries out for a mandatory work requirement when you can't go into any place in a business in this country and not see a, a help wanted sign. And when you go to a restaurant and they got three people trying to wait on 30 tables, um, it's a no-brainer, but why aren't we doing it? Because it's counter to the political agenda of those that are in power. Now, America's going to fix this, uh, just like they did in 1980. But it's, it's unnecessary pain, and it won't go away for quite a while.
1: Senator Phil Graham, let's take a quick break. I want to talk to you about Federal Reserve policy, which is going to be the linchpin of the fight against inflation. Uh, We'll be right uh, back. Just uh, bear with us. Short break. Folks, we're talking to uh, former Senator Phil Graham of Texas, now with the American Enterprise Institute. I'm Larry Kudlow. What's the Fed going to have to do to conquer inflation, and can we get out of this without a recession? Tough questions. I'm Kudlow. We'll be right back.
0: From Wall Street to the White House, this is The Larry Kudlow Show.
1: Welcome back, folks. I'm Larry Kudlow. We're talking to former Senator Phil Graham of Texas, now at the American Enterprise Institute. We're talking about the great inflation we are facing. Uh, Senator, um, inflation is always and everywhere a monetary phenomenon. The CPI yesterday, I think, ended any of these silly hopes that we'd already had peak inflation and it's going to come down easily. Uh, the Fed funds rate, the Fed's target rate, is uh, it's so far below inflation, you can't even see it. And I think they're going to have to really work hard. I mean, 75 basis points, 100 basis points, and they're going to have to start pulling cash out of the economy from their portfolio. How difficult. What do you think they're going to have to do? M2 is still growing, I might add, although it has slowed down. So if you were running the Fed, what would you do about all this?
0: Well, I'd say a prayer. <laughs> <This> morning, <laughs> I doing it. No, look, deep
1: prayer and meditation.
0: <laughs> They've got a tough job. I, I think the. I think I'm correct in saying that we've never had uh, inflation above four percent and unemployment below four percent, and not had a recession uh, to follow it. But that doesn't mean it has to happen. I think it's going to be tough. I think they're going to have to get interest rates up. Uh, and I think they need to be bold about it and do what they need to do. Uh, Congress and the president can help the Fed prevent a recession by stopping the spending. Mm. Uh, by implementing a mandatory work requirement for, for people receiving welfare, we can increase supply by doing that. Um, I think the Fed is going to have a difficult job, and when interest rates go up, they're going to do all the things that interest rates, that rising rates tend to do. Uh, they're going to tend to have a negative effect on equity values and uh if if you've been following it you you are unhappy to know that um another thing that has happened as this inflation has proven to be more persistent than uh some had hoped is that equity values have plummeted and as a result the the value of all our retirement plans 401k's annuities uh, and the cash value of life insurance uh, has declined pretty dramatically. And, of course, that affects people that are looking at retirement. And, Larry, another thing we could do to help the Fed is encourage people that are in good health, that are reaching retirement age, to keep working. Um mm-hmm. uh, Uh, Let them work without having to pay their share of the Social Security tax, up say, when they're 70, and then let them and their employer not have to pay it. And then at 75, they don't have to pay Medicare taxes. Hmm. I mean, they've already paid their share for these programs. And if we can keep older people in the labor market, I believe— It helps the economy. They've got lots of skills. They don't have to be trained. And they'll be happier. I'm sorry, but I just don't think people are happy sitting on their front porch when they still got some get up and go left. uh, And we need to help them get up and go if they want to do it. Now, we shouldn't make them do it, but if they want to do it, we need to make it easy for them to do it.
1: Look at us, still working, still kicking.
0: Yeah, exactly. Well, can you imagine? I don't have – I have a lot of things I'd like to do, but just sit around and contemplate's not one of them. (laughs) Uh, You know, I'm old-fashioned like you are, Larry. Sort of the fact that you're working and doing something is sort of part of your identity, who you are.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: I agree Uh, with that. And so – uh, now, I'm not saying, I, you know, some people like leisure, have good hobbies, don't want to work great, they they've worked a lifetime to be able to enjoy themselves. But I just have to believe there are millions of people out there, 65 to 70 to 75, that if you made it possible for them to keep working, um, they would do it. So and be happy doing it.
1: I agree totally. You know that happiness part is really important, really, really important too. But so you're saying, relax the payroll taxes, so to provide now, an look, incentive if, for if people to keep working. If you get full
0: retirement age and you want to keep working, uh, let you not have, then set it up so you don't have to continue to pay your share of the Social Security tax. You've already Mm -hmm. paid. You're eligible to retire. Mm -hmm. And then beyond 70, let the employer not have to pay it. Mm -hmm. And uh, exempt seniors from all these restrictions on the wage and hour law so they can work less than 40 hours a week. Uh, You know, put out the welcome mat. If you want to come back to work, we need you. The country needs you. And we want to make it easy for you. Uh, um, and why somebody who's over seventy-five has got to pay Social Security and Medicare taxes? It's just crazy, in my opinion. If you if you want people to work, now if you want to get rid of people, great. But I, last time I in it, I haven't walked into a restaurant or a store in a long time that didn't have a sign up saying. Help wanted.
1: Mm, mm, absolutely.
0: Um, on the Fed, Senator
1: Phil, um, doesn't it make sense that you know the faster and more aggressive they are, the easier their job's going to be. But the longer they draw this thing out, the worse it's going to be, or the harder it's going to be. Shouldn't they just, you know, I'm for shock and awe. Get it done fast. Be nice if they well, did you know- that while we were cutting taxes instead of raising them too.
0: Well, Machiavelli was a, was a politician and not an economist, but he said long ago that when you got something that's, that's hard and unpopular to do, do it and get it over with. Hmm. If you got something that's popular, do it slowly and give it out so that people can savor it. And look, we got a tough job to do. Rates are too low. They need to be raised. In my opinion, if I were doing it, uh, I would go ahead and do it. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're taking a real risk. Um, uh, Banks have got huge excess reserves. The return on the uh, three-month and one-year Treasury bills is substantially above the rate of return on reserves. If banks uh, had a surge of lending and the money supply uh, started to grow very rapidly, uh, this thing could get out of control. Mm. So I would be more to some, but make it clear to people that, you know, we're not going to be raising rates by this much on a continuing basis. But rather than fool around and ratchet it up, we're just simply going to do what we need to do, and we're going to do it now. Uh, I think it would be a better policy. Uh, But it's always easy to have advice when it's not your responsibility.
1: Well, I think, you know, you go back to what Volcker did. I mean, I don't think the situation today is as it was in the 70s, at least not yet. But, you know, one thing Volcker taught us is just what you described. Get it done fast. Take your shock, take your hit. And of course he had Reagan backing him up. I don't know how Biden will react or whatever, but um they're better off moving um, now, Phil. They're better off moving One tough. thing
0: one thing about Reagan too, there were a lot of people telling Reagan, uh, Volcker's going to kill the recovery, this is going to be bad for you politically. And Reagan never wavered. Never wavered. He knew that inflation was a bigger enemy uh, than uh, than the problems he was facing and trying to get the economy growing. That if we didn't stop inflation, uh, that we couldn't do what we needed to do.
1: Yeah. One thought lost down through the years: there'll be no strong growth without price stability. Anyway. Senator Phil Graham, you're wonderful. Keep on working, sir. Please, we need you.
0: Thank you. Tell Judy I said hello. God bless
1: you, Larry. All right. God bless you.